Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Monday, November 6th, 2017. This is episode 138. Everything wrong with math instruction in the 21st century. During my third year of teaching in 1999, I became the elementary instrumental music director in my school district. And I was very, very excited. While I had served in a slew of capacities in other positions for my first two years, this was something I always wanted to do. The opportunity to inspire and excite students about the prospects of playing a musical instrument. And I couldn't wait. And those first few months, we spent time putting the instruments together, making sounds, doing anything and everything I could to be encouraging for the students who needed it and to elevate the ability levels of those who were flourishing. But there were two things very upsetting and disturbing to me which also occurred in my first few months. One was, and how can I really beat around the bush with this? They had very, very poor musical knowledge. The materials that they should have learned in, in their younger grades I didn't understand why they didn't retain the material or perhaps they never learned the material for whatever the reason unless I had students who had played the piano before or had played some other musical instrument where they had studied on a private basis kids couldn't read music and kids were completely deficient in so many different areas. It was very difficult. But not nearly as difficult as the second problem. And it had to do with math. Now this goes all the way back to 1999. And before I get into today's, into today's topic, we need to understand that going all the way back to that year, the internet was not really a thing. It existed, but it was in its very, very early stages. School districts were not email-based. They used computers, but they did not communicate through email. Not at that time. A few years later, they started to introduce that into a lot of districts, but not at that time. And I say all of this 
because in 1999, well before the whole age of computers and smartphones just explodes, well before that, I started to see gigantic problems with math. I will never forget that first lesson in which I was teaching students about meter, time signatures. And I put 4-4 four, four up on the board and I removed the music staff <clears throat> and I put it up as a fraction. And I said to them, okay, everybody tell me what is the top number? And they said, it's a four. I said, I understand that it's a four, but what do we call the top number for reading this as a fraction? And tumbleweed went by in the room. And you could hear a pin drop because my class of six brilliant students had no idea what the answer was to that question or the one that followed, what does the bottom four mean? And then with a little bit of prompting, I was able to get the words numerator and denominator. Would you believe that for the past 18 years, the prompting still needs to happen? Consistently, I have students walk into my room who have no comprehension of fractions. And I'm not casting judgment on this district where I used to work because I'm finding that it's everywhere. I've worked with students all over the state of New Jersey and a lot of them are very poor at fractions, but it doesn't end there. Because a lot of students also can't do basic addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. They don't do well with decimals, which then ties into percentiles. They also struggled with anything having to do with money, which is completely insane to me. I saw a post online the other day which said it all. $3.47 is the cost of the sale. You give the cashier 20. Who is able to, in their head, figure out that $16.53 is owed, 
taking the 53 cents out of the cash register with two quarters and three pennies as quickly as possible, handing it to the customer and saying, that's four. In other words, $3.47 plus 53 cents that you've now just handed to them is four. Hand them a single $1 bill. That makes five. Hand them a $5 bill. That's 10. And the final $10 bill makes 20. We call that counting change. I haven't seen a cashier do that to me. It's been at least eight years. And if the register is down, they're lost. Absolutely no comprehension or clue what to do. Now, people could say, <clears throat> well, lots of people struggle with math. People have always struggled with math. Here's where a part of me is going to disagree with that right off the bat. Before the year, well, before the 21st century came along, cashiers routinely counted back change to me properly. And I can tell you right now, some of those people were not the brightest crayons from the box. Yet, they could always count back change because they were a cashier and it was something that was expected of them. And they needed to be good at it. And the reason they were good at it was because when they were in school, they learned how to do it. When I was in school, I learned how to count back change. We did those equations. We spent the time. We knew that it was two quarters and three pennies, not five dimes, because people didn't necessarily want additional coins in their hands because quarters may be used for other purposes. We learned all these things when I was in school. What do we call that? Practical math. Multiplication tables. Knowing eight times eight is 64 is what I would consider to be basic knowledge. It is right up there with the ABCs. And I say all of this knowing full well that I was just that close to becoming a math teacher. And I'll tell you what prevented me. Two things. One, I caught the music bug. I really loved music. And I wanted to be able to share that gift with other people. But the second thing, calculus. Because to me, when I was looking ahead at what I was going to be doing with my life, I very quickly realized that calculus was going to serve 
absolutely no purpose in anything that I was going to do. And then I looked back and I realized that trigonometry was useless to me for what I was planning on doing. I knew I was not going to be an engineer. I was not going to be building any bridges anytime soon. I was not going to be the next astronaut. And you certainly do not want me building anything. But I think back to the excellent, solid math education I received. And I know there were students who struggled in math. I know for some of them it was very difficult. But I also know this. A lot of them eventually figured it out. A lot of them did what they needed to do without calculators. And if you use the calculator, that's fine too. It is absolutely beyond me though when I ask students the most basic, basic math information. They look at me like I have three heads. It is absolutely beyond me why students at such a young age are learning all different forms of math at the same time. There's no focus on the basics. If you're going to teach all of the other forms of math, then you have to know your basics. I, I couldn't believe the first time I went into a testing room. I don't remember what year it was, but I went into a testing room and they got to the math portion of the test and they whipped out calculators. I couldn't believe it. I was beside myself. <clears throat> the idea of giving students calculators in the middle of state-mandated testing. I don't get it. I do not understand that at all. Is the purpose of the calculators to save time? So you can just get out of the way 110 times eight? Is that the reason? The whole purpose of the calculator is to get the calculation done quickly for some type of reason. Aren't we defeating the entire purpose? If you're truly testing students on math skills, what should they need any calculator for? I don't understand it. I don't understand why second graders are learning about advanced things having to do with geometry. I don't understand why 
third and fourth graders are doing these critical thinking equations. And uh, let me tell you something. The only kids who learned those critical thinking type equations when I was in school were the students who were deemed to be in the gifted and talented style programs. I know I was in one of those programs. <clears throat> and I can tell you, they were tough. Why are we now expecting that our quote-unquote average students, the ones smack dab in the middle of the bell curve, should be given math questions, which are two paragraphs long. Why? For critical thinking? How can you critically think about anything if you don't know what 24 divided by 3 is? Instantly. Immediately. I've gone back and forth with teachers on this. I had a very spirited conversation with a, a person who defended today's style of teaching math. Who actually said to me that students should have to explain in obnoxious detail why 5 times 3 equals 15. And if you look at most math textbooks today and the way that it's being taught, they have to go through this obnoxious, insane process to come up with the final answer, to which I say, why? Why? What are you trying to accomplish? I'm not saying that these types of questions are not valid. <clears throat> I'm not trying to say that relating them in some way to real life is not a bad thing. What I am saying is that what I'm seeing and what I know to be true because I've had students who've asked me for help before and I look at it and it enrages me when I'm seeing what they're being taught. We would get equate we would get math equations and then at the bottom you'd get maybe one or two of those questions having to do with critical thinking. And it was nowhere near as insane as it is today. Now, most of the things I'm seeing are like that. They're either taking basic, basic equations and making them at a level that is so unnecessary and completely unproductive. And here's what it's doing, my friends. It is making students loathe math. I have never in my career ever seen so many students hate math with such a passion. They can't stand it. And you know what? If I had to take it right now, I'd hate it every bit as much.
go ahead. Poll your students. Do you have the courage to do it? Ask your students, if you're a teacher, what their favorite subjects are and their least favorite. I guarantee you, when if you ask them, a lot of hands are going to go up for math. And it's not necessarily because they all are bad with numbers or they're not good with logic. A lot of them cannot stand the verbose that's in that's been intertwined with math now and this need by our society on critical thinking critical thinking critically thinking if you can't if you can't understand the basics you can't critically think about anything If you can't spell the word cat, then why in heaven's name are we expecting students to write these long essays in school? And I don't even want to get into the language arts English component. That's a completely separate topic that I'll do at some other point. But the math, this is the way that I've always seen math. Black and white. The answer's right or it's wrong. There's no gray area. Two times four is not sometimes going to be seven. Two times six is never going to be 20. That's math. It's never going to be 20, ever. The answer is wrong. Two times six is 12. That's it. That's where it ends. You're going to give change back to a customer. It's still going to be, this is four, this makes five, this five is five and ten, ten plus ten, twenty. Have a nice day. As opposed to today, $16.53 being thrown in my hand by the cashier. And basically saying, get out of my store. I think the thing that scares me and upsets me more are the people who have bought into this absolute nonsense. People who genuinely believe that this is actually working. It's not. 17 years later, the same mistakes that students were making back in 1999 when this progression started happening and this shift started occurring in the schools... The same ridiculousness I saw back then is what I'm seeing now. And I just simply say, when are we going to learn? Time is being wasted in classrooms on things that are going to be of absolutely little use to most students. Because to believe that all of our children 
are going to be rocket scientists and to be doctors it's not realistic because we have many people who need to serve in a lot of other roles now I'm not saying that everything in today's math is bad some of it is actually quite good and I think the concepts are not all misguided. I stand by the five times three and taking a 12-step process to get to 15. I think that's one of, it's. it might be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. I can't think of something so ridiculous. Why you would, that's like going to your favorite store where you have a direct road, but you decide to take 27 roads to get there instead. Who does that? No one does that. Absolute stupidity. That would, that's the one I really don't get. Some of the other ones, I don't mind so much. But I mind the fact that the students are not rooted in what they need to know to do the equation. You can't be asking students to be doing these things and they should, I, I still don't understand why they're using calculators. Unless they're using calculators with all the special functions on them, then I can understand it. But they're using the calculators to do basic calculations. How about this concept? Give them the problem, tell them to do the problem first, and then they can continue to the next part of the problem. New math. I think there's probably another way that we could say it. Bad math.